Welcome back to Sessions by the Herb Life, a weekly podcast that brings you a new set of hosts each episode discussing everything cannabis. Our aim is to highlight the efforts of people, mostly women, living, working and playing in the cannabis arena, while also giving you a direct line into the conversations that are changing the landscape as we know it. My name is Tiana and I like to describe myself as the Sessions facilitator. It's my job to bring people together. This episode of Sessions covers cannabis as a spiritual ally. This topic is particularly important because it considers an aspect of the plant that is often glossed over in the mainstream conversation. You might consider this the metaphysical attribute of the cannabis plant, one that works in unison on our physical bodies while also affecting our emotional and spiritual ones. Of course, spirituality is a concept that differs from culture to culture, from one being to the next, but in many respects it's very much the same, and in most, if not all, it's rooted in introspection. Many ancient and contemporary teachings talk about our connection to nature as being central to happiness, for lack of a better word. So the question is raised, can cannabis help us connect to nature? And by nature, I mean yourself or the earth or plants in general. And if so, what role does intention or mindful consumption play into its efficacy? Many people have had life-changing experiences from cannabis consumption, and these instances are far from being the outcome of just physical healing. The plant, when used with intention, can be a very powerful tool for creativity, self-love, self-awareness, for healing traumas, and as a connection to your personal brand of spirituality. So let me introduce you to the magical creatures of Sessions episode number seven. Elizabeth Bast, who I met at an aboga retreat in Nelson last year, is very well known for her work with entheogenic medicines. She's author of a book called Heart Medicine, A True Love Story, One Couple's Quest for the Sacred Iboga Medicine and the Cure for Addiction, which is a hell of a tale. I won't give the story away, but it's a true account of her and her partner's journey in treating a serious addiction. Now, Elizabeth is one of those highly accomplished people that you just can't really keep up with. She's a writer, a yoga teacher, a performance artist artist, and as I mentioned, a holistic coach specializing in entheogenic medicine integration and addiction recovery. She's also a fierce advocate for women's empowerment and has worked with the group Cosmic Sister, who promote a balance of power between genders and promote women's voices in the field of psychedelic medicine. Our second guest, Scarlett Raven, and forgive me if I pronounce that incorrectly, is the founder of White Fox, a cannabis product line. She has an equally interesting story and has opened up in a very frank and honest conversation on this episode about her own challenges with addiction, her path to recovery, and her eventual discovery of the true powers of the cannabis plant. It seems relevant that oftentimes this kind of clarity in life occurs after something significant has happened in our lives. And while Scarlett is a lifetime entrepreneur, after experiencing an overdose, she found herself realigned, creating companies with her path being informed by many studies of healing arts and natural medicine. Her brand White Fox has both full spectrum hemp CBD and THC lines on the market and are Ayurvedically formulated. Unfortunately for me, where I'm located, I don't think I can buy them, but I'm hearing great things about the vape pens. When I asked for one line about the company, I was told that White Fox is a woman-owned and operated company that is held by ritual and ceremony, and I thought that was very beautiful. 
To my deep disappointment, we actually had some technical issues recording this session and part of Elizabeth's recording was cut short. Now, it was just a few minutes, so I decided to allow Scarlett a monologue of sorts. So don't be alarmed when my voice pops back up to alert you to this. I also had to think about it and I'm okay with airing this episode, fractured as it may be, in homage to the cannabis spirit, who sometimes guides us in ways we don't always understand. Before we go any further, Sessions is made possible by the help of our sponsors. Rainmaker, that is R-N-M-K-R, is Canada's leading cannabis communications agency, known for providing narrative creation, media relations, brand strategy, and advisory services to the most prominent brands in North America and overseas. Are you thinking of growing your own cannabis? Well, grow organically with Sonoma Seeds. You'll find the best cannabis strains from around the world at sonomaseeds.com. Hemper. It's the best 420 subscription service and online head shop. Their experts handpick 10 items every month to pack into your hamper box, delivering $100 of value for only $29.99 right to your door. All boxes are shipped in plain packaging since Hemper values your privacy as much as their own. Visit hemper.co for more info. As usual, we're giving away some great Herblife gifts, like two copies of Volume 2 of the Herblife magazine, which is also available on the website for purchase. All you have to do is leave us a review on whatever platform you use to listen to sessions, and you'll also go into the draw to win a a grand prize PAX Vaporizer at the end of the season. Remember to leave your Instagram or Twitter handle so that we can contact you if you win. For more great Herblife content, make sure you check us out online at theherblifestyle.com and follow us on whichever social channels we have in common. And now, without further ado, Elizabeth and Scarlett. Okay, here we are. Welcome, Scarlett. So, uh, we get to speak about cannabis and spirituality today. And that leads me to ask about your founding White Fox Medicinals Cannabis Company and the White Fox symbol. What was the inspiration behind that? The White Fox symbolism came to me when I started my holistic health healing practice. And um, it was a symbol of being able to shapeshift and become the medicine that my clients needed in that moment. Because mm-hmm. I found that every client um, had a special way that they could receive a, a healing, and everyone was different. So the white fox was always a symbol of being able to arrive for that person in that moment, the way that they could receive it, mm-hmm. which would require me to shape shift in my energy and my presentation, and um, and it's also the ability to be seen or unseen, which was helpful in the beginning of the the cannabis industry mm-hmm. and everything that we've gone through with the laws and all that stuff. So when the laws did begin to change, um, I branded the products that I was formulating and and started a cannabis topical and tincture line, White Fox Medicinals, which has then evolved into a Ayurvedic vape line and also a biodynamic hemp CBD line. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And our relationship to cannabis as human beings has changed and evolved a lot over time. And I'm curious about how how is your relationship 
with cannabis spiritual in nature and how has your relationship with cannabis evolved over time? I would say as a kid, when I started um, smoking her, you know, around 11 or 12, I was not aware of all of her magical capabilities, but she was definitely helping me with PTSD Mm -hmm. and, Um, I've always been a super sensitive individual. So until I really learned how to kind of maneuver through my energetic sensitivities, she was an excellent buffer for me and to to be in a world that lives mostly in the 3D when I was always living mostly in the 5D. So I found her to be a really nice protection layer. And then as I evolved and gained more awareness, I noticed her guiding qualities and her inspirational qualities. And currently my relationship with her is, um, it's almost like my relationship with ancestors mm-hmm. that are no longer here. She had died for me and she inspires downloads. She inspires creative explosions inside mm-hmm. of my company She works as a protective guide, um, works as a connector, works as a Mm. community builder. Um, She's also inspiring the ancient feminine to be forward and strong. I feel like as women, what we're going through right now today in this day and age of coming into our own and being free spirits and being seen for the powerhouses that we are, she's in the same Mm -hmm. boat and she's (laughs) been... She's been uh, held back as well, and she's been forced down as well, and she's been restricted as well. So I feel like we're kind of compassionately holding hands with one another and walking through this world into our greatest power together. Mm-hmm. Oh, amen. I love it. I have chills. <laughs> That's so beautiful. That uh, parallel between the journey of cannabis and the journey of women, you know, for She's always been there. People sometimes don't realize our history with cannabis as one of the oldest medicines of humanity. Perhaps the first plant medicine goes way back to the Babongo people in Central West Africa holding this medicine as a sacred medicine, and they're the second oldest genetic line in the world. And this medicine gives us everything that we need. It gives us food, fuel, fiber, medicine, a dynamic, adaptogenic medicine Mm -hmm. for us. And over the years, she's been objectified. She's been persecuted. She's been feared uh, over the patriarchy. She's been like really held down in her gifts. And all she wants to do, I feel like from my relationship with her, all she wants to do is be this beautiful, generous, opulent mother and lover mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And it's just a matter of, can we see her like that? I sense mm-hmm. all the abilities that you're talking about that she can give. She can also be you know, she can be this lovely distraction. She can be soothing. She can numb when we need to be numbed. But when we're willing to really listen very closely, she offers great spiritual teachings. She helps us learn the art of being human beings, how to make communities, how to be in right relationship with each other. Like if we're willing to not just use her for her body, if her substance, her material, if we're willing to look deeper and see her spirit, she offers so much more. And my mm-hmm. question to you is, how, what are the ways that you 
look deeper with cannabis? Are there ritual ways of using her? What are your ways of interacting with her that allow you to to gain more benefit from this spiritual contact? I have a couple of favorites, so that's a great question. Um, I would say the two top favorites that I have is um, rolling a joint and being intentional while I'm rolling Mm -hmm. it and resting in gratitude. And then I have this super cosmic portal bathtub (laughs) underneath my house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I will, I'll light Palo Santo or Sage or um, another scent, just depending. And I'll clear the space and then I'll Mm -hmm. light my candles and I'll draw a bath and I'll put herbs in the bath. And then I will smoke her once the bath is full and lay there and feel her in a really sensitive way, go Mm -hmm. through my system. And every time I've done this, it feels like a portal opens above me and I just get filled with downloads and ideas and future connections for my company and inspirations for the earth and all kinds of magical things. I've had, um, I've had experiences that almost feel like initiations into deeper levels Mm. of myself through that ritual. Um, I I always come upstairs after that entirely new vibrational being. And uh, I'd say, I'd say cannabis and water baths are a really, really, really magical combination. I would agree with that. (laughs) Rose petals in the bath is a great enhancer. Uh, oh, she loves Rose. I think Rose and cannabis are great friends. Yeah, that's true. You taught me that actually. Um, and then um, sex. When I am, whether it's with myself and I'm having a night getting getting deeper into my own sensuality, or I'm with a partner, I find that um, being lifted with cannabis and being in a sexual state is super transcendent and. Mm-hmm. extremely connecting. Um, I've one of, one of my, one of my pathways in my life is being more vulnerable in, in sexuality and being more open and heart connected with my partner during those intimate moments. And I really find that the levity that she brings to the table, it makes it almost nonchalant rather than, you know, something that I have to mentally work towards, but it allows my insecurities to melt away. It allows the inner child laughter to come forward. And then it sensitizes my system, which enhances all the sexual pleasures that I'm experiencing. I love that mention of sexuality as church, Mm -hmm. sexuality as sacred, as, uh, vehicle for awakening and presence, connection, transformation. Ah, thank you for Mm -hmm. saying that. (laughs) Uh, There's definitely that relationship there between sacred sexuality and cannabis. Mm -hmm. And she loves for us to be present in that. What's so amazing about cannabis is how how she can reveal these gifts when we're willing to look at them, when we're willing to listen. Cannabis can easily be used in different ways, Mm -hmm. right? That are not so present. uh, and, And that's really up to us. Like, for example, me using cannabis, I always, my, my primary way I use it is with the oils and internally mm-hmm. and occasionally, uh, your vapes, your vapes 
are so next level, so pristine. <laughs> so the frequency is so high. Uh, there's so much love in them. They're the only vapes really that I uh, use now. Um, and my partner as well. And there's this sacred pause, just the sacred pause Ooh. that it's not coming from a compulsive reactive place of using cannabis. It's just the pause that brings me into consciousness. And what I learned from my shamanic studies in different traditions always is that it's not enough just to consume a plant. We're, we can't just be consumers to get the full benefit. We need to honor the spirit and ask the plant for help and mm-hmm. have an intention, a guiding prayer or an intention before going in. Mm-hmm. Now, if we go in with a clear intention, and intention is different from expectation. Mm-hmm. Expectations are hard and rigid and block what's trying to happen. Intention is just like a sail on a sailboat that will take us somewhere that we need to be willing to, to go with, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that sacred pause and clarity is a way to honor her and really receive the full, the full benefits. Um, yeah. So I'm curious, was your relationship, uh, did it always begin like this? Uh, or, or there's been this natural deepening? Have there been mentors in your life that helped you, for example, to learn more about plant medicine? What was the shift for you like over time? Ooh. Um, I would say my initial uh, relationship with her was pretty unconscious and what I was seeking to numb and seeking for protection, which she offered me. And as I evolved in my awareness and my relationship to not only cannabis, but, but all substances, you know, food and sugar and, and earth and people. And when I started doing introspective work so that I could, my, my goal was to seek true happiness and true levity mm-hmm. and to become my best self so that I, I could offer that to the world. And I saw that as my greatest gift to the world was to evolve myself. So when I, when I entered into that mindset, I started looking at things with new eyes and um, it was more intentional and it was more transformational. And I, I watched myself unconsciously smoker and how I would feel and and if I would say typically the response was not good, it would feel like I would feel lazy. I would want to overeat. I would feel, um, non-creative. And so for me, I actually took five years sober. I had, I had substance abuse issues. So it was around that, that inspired that, um, sabbatical. But in that sobriety, mm-hmm. I really learned a lot about myself and I learned about respecting and respecting myself transpired into respecting what I was using inside my body. So then when it came time for me to reintegrate, um, you know, having a beer here and there or smoking here and there, I was extremely aware of the felt sensations and I was also really, really motivated to not abuse things anymore and to, to kind of like lift myself to a place where it was more of a playful relationship rather than the slave relationship. And, um, that was my, that was my initiation into respecting her medicine. And as soon as just what you spoke to is as soon as I arrived, um, 
in that vibrational relationship with respect and with setting intentions, then what I received from her was magic and the downloads were magic and the creative outbursts were magic. And my sex life just went through the roof. And I was like, okay, so this is what you were speaking to of when we pause and when we set that intention and when we really arrive knowing her, you know, her true power, we actually get to receive that power. And without that intentional awareness, I wasn't receiving any of the gifts. So I got to have the beauty of the contrast, what it felt like to not be awake to that. And then what it felt like to truly be awake to that. And, um, now I get to pick and I, and I pick to be awake. Oh, that's so beautiful. And it's so, so reflective of any good relationship right? Like, are we going to reveal our full gifts to someone who can't see them? No, right? There's that whole orientation. And I loved how you brought in the sacred, the respecting yourself, respecting the medicine as a, as a turning point, a, a place of evolution in your relationship with her. The Bwiti tradition from Africa says that there's really only one law, and the law is that when we abuse nature, the price is misery. And the plant medicines are nature, and we are also nature. So with that realization, which can only come with the ripening of our soul, right? That The realization that we are so sacred, that the plant is so sacred, that shifts a lot. That shifts a lot and it's organic, you know, it, it only comes with, with time. Um, and so you've probably seen a lot of sacred healing miracles over the years with your medicine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'd be curious to know a, a couple stories, one or two uh, that are really profound that you'd like to share. I have. Yeah. Um, it kind of brings tears to my eyes when I think of what's available to people and what people are actually experiencing in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've gotten myself to a place where I feel so healthy and happy. And I know that that's possible. And then when I hear a client's stories of, you know, I have this chronic back pain that I've been dealing with for 10 years and the doctor said I need to have this surgery. And so I had the surgery and now it's worse. And now mm. I'm on all these pain meds and the pain meds are making me depressed and they're ruining my liver. And I'm looking at them, you know, and, and I, a lot of the pay, the people, if they're open to it, I look at them from um, an energetic perspective. I hear what they're saying, but I'm also watching their systems and mm-hmm. I can, I can, I can see the gaps in understanding from the Western medical physical world where it's focused on the physical and focused on all these different things that they look at in x-rays while completely ignoring the other four bodies that are in existence in that human. The layers. Mm-hmm. The layers, mm-hmm. the mental, spiritual, emotional systems. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was blessed to, um, to pop a seed that was a CBD tonic strain. And mm-hmm. I've done phenotype research, which means I, 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 I start a lot of plants from seed, I grow them up, and then I do trials with their medicine. And this particular strain had so many cannabinoids and so many terpenes. Wow. And my processing was like very low heat, very sacred, very whole plant. And I started to administer in a tincture form, um, carried with organic MCT oil, this this cannabinoid profile. 
and um, it doesn't make you feel high, like you're, you know, you're mentally kind of in that high mm-hmm. space. It's more of a physical felt sensation. So people are able to take it that are uh, maybe still a little in the fear about feeling high, right? Which makes it almost usable, usable for everyone. And I've had clients that are sharing with me these stories of total physical pain and trauma that will get on this medicine and feel immediate relief from pain and just cry, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh my God, I slept. I just slept for eight hours. I did not wake up in pain. Is this seriously working this quickly in this well? And then I tell them, yes, that's true. It's happening. And I would like you to slowly increase your doses until you literally have no more physical pain. And they don't even have that idea in their existence. They're like, oh, that can't be true. That can't happen to me. Ah. And I'm like, okay, we'll give it six months and do a consistent, you know, regimen and be, be, um, be consistent about it. And what happens is it, it's rewinding the inflammation response in the physical system while also working on these other four layers of the human body and the mind and the soul. And I have had so many people say, I'm sleeping eight hours a night now, and I am walking around and I'm back in yoga and I'm back running and this and that and the other. So it brings it brings me to tears to see people struggling and in pain when this medicine truly is miraculous. Hello again. Here is where we lose Elizabeth. I'm quite certain that she would have had some of her own experiences to share with us. However, as you know, the spirits have intervened and determined that from here on, Scarlett will grace us with her wise words. Just a note for context, Scarlett will soon discuss the Bliss Nectar experience, an event created by Elizabeth and Scarlett, which they run in locations across Northern California. The Bliss Nectar experience is a ceremonial journey into sacred embodiment featuring yoga, tantra, and plant spirit meditation with cacao, essential oils, and cannabis medicines from White Fox. Their next event is being held in April. You can find more information on that via their socials or website, which can be found in our show notes. Over to you, Scarlett. She has um, definitely become one of my spirit guides, and her and I have developed such an, such an intimate relationship. Um, I speak to her, I have meditations with her. We have game plans that we create together. And when she came to me and I, and I, every, every, every tincture I make, I test myself on a full, on an empty stomach first thing in the morning to feel all the felt effects. I was brought to tears by taking a full dropper and laying down. And I could feel that this was this was it. This was it for White Fox. This was it for the world. This was going to be a huge shift for so many people. And it was almost like all of the prayers that I had been praying for, you know, since I was a child of world peace, let's end suffering. I have Loka Samasta Suki no Bhavantu, which is tattooed on my side, meaning may all my words, actions, and thoughts help to end the suffering of the people of this planet. And it was like the culmination of every prayer I had ever had being brought into this physical manifested form that I could then offer Mm -hmm. to people that could be this bridge into the, you know, having this prayer made manifest on the planet. And she's one of many bridges coming to us right now and coming to many other cultivators and many other medicine makers. But she is my, she's definitely my partner in this. And um, I love her. 
So I feel like the the Bliss Nectar experience that we're co-creating will be an energetic imprint. It'll be a place where people can come and be held in what you and I have just spoke to this morning. It'll be that energetic capsule that people can then enter into and really feel what we're talking about and then really physically experience it. My goal and my intention with it is to hold space for people to feel more and more confident and more and more comfortable in trusting and living in the unseen. And um, I'm grateful that that's something that comes easily to me and my challenges have been living in the scene. So for me to be able to offer what what has been given to me as my gift, along with the bridge to help people get there. People will be able to meet Fox Tonic and they're going to be able to experience her and the other medicines that we make and to be held in your loving presence that um, that really does hold space for the sacred plant medicine. And even though this has been something that's been a part of my life, you you speak to it in a whole new way for me. So I feel like the combination of the two of us holding that sacred space for people is going to be one of the ways that they're going to be able to raise their vibration and then walk through this world with that new imprint, trusting the unseen, trusting the sacredness of the medicine, and then learning how to come to it in a good way. Thank you. Thank you for holding space and for sharing your heart. That's the end of sessions with Elizabeth Bast and Scarlett Raven. I'm feeling extraordinarily positive after that. I feel like I'm going to go and run myself a bath with some rose petals and obviously a token of my vape pen. Setting intentions now. I hope that's what you got out of it too. If you'd like to learn more from these very wise women, you can find their links and contact details in the show notes of this episode and on the Herblife website. Make sure you give them a follow on social media and while you're at it, follow the Herblife as well and sign up to our email subscription for up-to-date info on sessions and tons of great articles showcasing exactly what the Herb Lifestyle is all about. A big thank you to everyone listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sessions. Sessions by Herblife is a production of Blue Dream Media, produced by Tiana Matliowski and executive producer Jill Pollard. Music